0: gm gm give me just a second guys i'm gonna tweet this out let everybody know that we are live oh shoot dude i do not know what i just did oh i just messed up my back a little bit but we're okay it's part of getting old um so yeah, I'm going to tweet this out here in a second. In the meantime, if you guys want to join the space as a speaker, feel free to hit that request button. If not, I can easily talk all day. So I am happy to go through and just, you know, talk about what I'm seeing across the NFT landscape as well as, you know, everything dealing with stocks as well. Um, but, you know. We do these every single Friday. This is the 91st consecutive week that we have done these in a row. The stonks are obviously older than that. Um, But yeah, we have done these spaces consecutively for 91 weeks now, Um, which, you know, honestly, looking back on how they all started is pretty crazy to think about. Um, But yeah, give me one second. Let me tweet this out and we'll be we'll get going. done and one thing i'm gonna do if you guys wouldn't mind i pin that up to the top so throughout the episode um you know i may ask a few questions do something like that uh feel free during that whenever i whenever i do bring up that type of stuff drop comments in there and even better if you could drop that a like and a retweet as well that would be amazing um, but it's been an interesting week overall. Lots of stuff happening across the market. Past couple days, um, you know, just watching price action. It's been funny how quickly people flip sentiment. Um, you know, like Bitcoin itself, I'm looking at it, man. Bitcoin's not down, you know, way too much, right? Like it's 365 which if you were to say that it was at 36.5 midway through October, you'd be ecstatic, right? So 36.5, we're only down like a little over a grand off the highs. And um, yeah, you know, it it just feels like the major red candles. Right now, there's just a lot of PTSD from the bear market. And a lot of people, anytime they see red, they think that's it, right? Like the run that we have had is too good to be true. It's over. We're done. Um, And it's easy to buy into that sentiment, too, whenever you see it on the timeline. I, on the other hand, do not think that it's over. I still think 40K is a magnet right now. I think we're going higher. I think there's a lot of room left to run in the alts. And I really think the NFT marketplace as a whole has a ton of moving um, to do coming up on the horizon. I, I think there are a lot of bullish catalysts When you look at it, um, and I'm getting pretty hyped about what this next year is going to look like. Um, Crow, what's going on, my man? Thank you for coming up here and joining me. Appreciate it.
1: I think you're up here by yourself. I mean, I know you can just keep talking and talking. figured I'd say hi.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I mean, you know, I always, I, I prefer a conversation over me rambling, but I'm, I'm good at rambling. So, I could always make it work. (laughs) Hey, I uh, I took a couple of trades for the first time. Um, first time
1: ever, or first time in yeah. a long time. No, nah, like I never took leverage trade before in my life before yesterday.
0: <laughs> I crow, get off the crack. It's it's not too late. Ah, that's all right, man. I'm gonna be successful. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. So, uh, what what'd you take?
1: Uh, I've been messing
0: around right me. with uh, Doge and Little Soul. Doge and a little soul. Okay. So what's the game yeah. plan with them?
1: I'm in Doge right now. Um, my stop loss is at break even. I need Doge to go to like 90 cents, one candle.
0: <laughs> Dude, same, same. I, same. I'm long about four mil Doge right now. Uh, so if it could just go up like 10 cents even, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So as long as it doesn't go back beneath like seven cents, I should be okay. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I'm just, I'm just sitting there hoping. I like, I, dude, I've been in this position for so long watching some other stuff take off that I'm, I'm like, man, please, Lord, like, <laughs> give me, give me this move. <laughs> I, like, I have been patient. I have held the conviction for it. Just let it happen. So, um, We'll see. It's pretty. It's engaging, man. It's 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 fun. So who who was it that got you into it? What was it that triggered you? And you're like, you know what? All of a sudden one day, I'm going to go ahead and pick this up and try it
1: out. I mean, it's been on the list, right? Like I've been in here for a while. Was it was it Vlad? I'm in this project. Um, I would say like you know just the Room One Ten crew. Right, I'm watching the Leverage Trade Discord, so I'm just watching, watching, watching. (laughs) I'm like, all right, like I need to, you know, I need to learn before the bull. So, like, time's now.
0: Fair Shut enough, up. man. Just be careful with it. And remember, I'll, I'll say this, bro. When I first got into it and I didn't know what I was doing, um, you know, I, I think what got me hooked, it's like when you go to Vegas and you get a win, right? Like, I think what got me hooked is I got one quick win. And then, bro, after that, I paid my tuition. I lost that win, and I paid my tuition even more so before I ever made any real money from leverage trading. And, um, you know, from the sounds of it, though, Vlad and the Room 110 guys are doing it the right way. So, you know, I I think it's important to have that solid base. um, As far as people like that that can kind of help walk you through the process is a good thing.
1: I've been seeing the mental side of it, right? I've been following Crypto Twitter forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the ups and the downs and the conversation everybody has. So, you know, you you know it's mental, right? It's easy to say that, but I can see how it can get funny, too.
0: Exactly, man. Um, It definitely can. But it's, yeah, it's definitely an interesting game. Um, Kevin, what's going on? Welcome up to the stage, sir. Oh,
2: you're welcome. Uh, Thanks. Good morning to everyone. Good morning. Am I audible? Okay. GM. So, Kalio, uh, I have a question, you know, as we are talking about the sentiments shifting within an hour. So last time I remember you were very bullish on NFTs and you predicted that the bulls will start and penguins will start popping up and it went really nice. So what sentiments you see? You know, I've been following NFT just after you. My first NFT was the wonky stonks. I never cared for NFT. So, <laughs> in I remember back in 2022, you predicted that NFTs are not like the coins you wish to buy and it will pump after a month, it will pump like 50 to 50x or 100x. So you have to be patient. And I remember someone dumped and you have commented on. I'm, so I'm, as per the sentiments, I just want to ask. So what the sentiments you are forming from now? Well, Kevin,
0: yes. Kevin I'll, I'll start with just pinning this chart that I put up there the other day, right? So I tweeted mm-hmm. this out, and I think it's important. Um, and here's the perspective that I'm looking at by sharing this chart, right? So that's the CryptoPunks chart. And that is in terms of ETH. And when you look at the CryptoPunks chart, It's almost like looking at the Bitcoin chart to me, not necessarily the price comparisons, et cetera, et cetera, the structural differences, but like punks are the Bitcoin of NFTs. I don't care now that there are such a thing as ordinals, et cetera, you know, that there are Bitcoin NFTs. Bitcoin NFTs do not have the precedent that punks do. They do not have the weight as far as the overall impact on the sentiment of the market right now that punks do. Um, so I think it's important to look at a top down approach, right? And when I look at that punk chart, man, dude, that thing looks so primed for a reversal. It's not even funny. You know, it started to break out um, from a super high time frame downtrend, you know, that, that flag right there just looks incredibly bullish, bro. It looks like it wants to sit higher to me. So when I look at that and I look at what we've seen as far as a few other bullish catalysts that have happened recently across the marketplace, like one, you know, Gordon Goner making some of those flashy purchases on some of the big name NFT projects was a big deal, you know, whether or not it really drove tons of volume immediately it was a confidence shift, right? When you have somebody in that type of a position making those type of purchases, right? Like right now, that is all the market's looking for. When you're seeing the coins trending higher in price, you know, there's an overall confidence in the crypto market that is starting to return. And right now, NFTs, I feel like, have been a laggard. And they were when you look at last cycle as well, right? Like the NFTs were not what necessarily led the way. So when I look at different things like that aligning, and then when I look at things like you've got these stimulus, um, different forms of stimulus that have been hitting the NFT community recently, like, you know, the meme airdrop, you've got, you know, from the captain's project, you've got blur airdrop coming up. You've got several other things. I think there are a couple airdrops on Solana right now that are coming up as well. So you've got all these different things that, are going to be different catalysts that are starting to drive some type of momentum shift back into the NFT space. And I really think right now it's just a matter of time before you see major volume returning. And when major volume returns, here's how it works. Again, it starts at some of these, you know, you've got a few collections. Maybe it's Pudgies, maybe it's Punks, maybe it's Apes, you know, maybe it's checks or peppin. Um, You know, some of these that right now have been flashier in the spotlight that end up leading the way, it trickles down and eventually it just becomes FOMO into every single project that has maintained relevancy throughout the bear market and that has been putting in work. And I really think that's the roadmap that's kind of ahead of us right now as far as what to expect, at least what I expect moving forward. So, yes, like I'm incredibly bullish, man. I think there's a lot of upside right now. Because, again, when volume returns, it does not take much to move a lot of these projects that have been sitting here, um, you know, kind of dormant volume wise for a while. Right. Like, so I I'm pretty hyped, man. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry for going down that whole rabbit hole, but that's kind of my my current take.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Uh, again, I have one more question, Kali. if you don't mind. You know, the, uh, the new retailers will be forming when the volume will kick in. So uh, actually, let's talk about example of Wonky Strongs. We have seen the organic growth, you know, only the committees were there, We, which were from zero, zero frame into we are having now point. Recently, we have visited to eat flow As per UHD, we were previous in December high. So, what do you recommend? Suppose I'm entering new as a retailer. What should I look after? You know, you know. it's I've been always a concern. People come and scam the newcomers and they don't give the price there. And well, they run after it,
0: Kevin, are you asking more from a safety perspective? What should you look for? Or what yeah, look yeah. for?
2: Safety perspective.
0: Yeah. I think the safety perspective, the same thing as always, right? Like, nothing has changed. And I do think it's important to bring up the safety perspective because, bro... We harped on this back in January. One of the unfortunate things that happens whenever you start to get the, the market trending in the right direction is that you do have some FOMO that ends up, you know, happening and you get all these wallets that have been sitting on their asses for months and year plus that all of a sudden they're like, oh, shoot, the NFT place is alive again. And are they seasoned vets as far as trading? No, maybe they've just made a few trades before and they've just kind of sat on their bags and. Um, you know, they see some comment in a section about a free mint or something like, you know, I know one thing that got a buddy of mine that got involved in the space kind of quietly. He was a big celebrity dude and he he and I were DMing. Um it was actually like A B De Villiers. <laughs> he told me back in the day he had like a few hundred thousand dollars worth of NFTs at the end of twenty twenty two. He actually had a decent amount of stonks too. And he had some pudgies, some apes, etc. Well, he saw some link or some post from an account that looked really legit on Twitter as far as, hey, you know, now is the time to claim your free igloo. You've got like one day to do it. So they put in some sense of urgency in there to drive you to do something. And it sounds like something, hey, there. here's a collection that I have that, you know, I want to get my igloo before it's too late. So they just go accept some type of transaction and you know go for it and boom next thing you know you get wiped clean of your NFTs. So I think a couple things that are important: one, um, you know, it probably is smart not to be trading or keeping your assets uh, on a hot wallet that you're trading with or minting with. Like you know, having a minting specific wallet and that you know is uh, like it's. One extra step, but it is a decent safety precaution if that's something you're worried about. Um, You know, another one is just be patient, man. Like, you know, again, FOMO, it's really easy to get in this space, but, you know, you want to do all the double checks on all verified accounts. Make sure that you've got mutuals, follow them, you know, do go through all the official channels and just be patient. So I think that's that's my take. Crow, what's going on?
1: Oh, um, that's that's great advice. Multiple wallets, security, security, security. Um, can I make a, a merch request? If you don't mind? A merch request? Let's hear it. Some, uh, some wonky stonk uh, uh,
0: shirt cuffs. What do you think? So, wonky stonk shirt cuffs. Bro, that is incredibly specific. So what is... What's... Uh... A very niche. I can ask Kondo about it because I think it's one of those type things where, you know, especially by going through the Shopify store, the the items, they're basically made and then drop shipped after, right? Like, so we don't have any excess inventory. So that might be something that you could do, but just break it down for me. Why, bro?
1: <laughs> I, was at, I was at Goodwill last weekend and I found this like super cool, uh, like 70s style shirt. And uh, yeah, I need cuffs for it. So I figured wonky cuffs would be the best. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Excuse me. Um, fair enough, man. I'll put in the request to Hondo. <laughs> Eddie, what's up, man? Welcome up to the stage. Rest in peace, your voice right there, bro. i have <laughs> no, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry for the coughing on.
3: No, um, you you're good, dude. I I uh I have this thing where every single day I choke while drinking water, so I totally get it.
0: Um, yeah, no, that definitely definitely happened right there. I think I think it's one of those things like you try to chug it down quickly because you're you're talking in the middle of it, and
3: yeah. So um, yeah, no, I I totally get it. Now I will say um, couple things. One, you mentioned the punks. Uh, a lot of people hear that and they're like, ah, oh, well, I don't have you know, $100,000 to go ahead and drop on a punk right now. Uh, Surprise, you don't need it. You don't need $100,000. You could actually, there's a couple options. Um, I think, well, first off, if you want to just buy an NFT outright, you could get V1 punks, which are like 5 ETH. I think they're actually closer to 4 right now. Um, And they tend to have actually, they basically have a slightly mimic, or a mimicked, but slightly exaggerated price movement as compared to the punks, um, which... The, the whole story, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know, the the punks that everyone knows that are worth a hundred grand, those are actually V two punks. There was a whole punks contract that was launched before the the current punks by Larva Labs. It was a uh, issue ridden contract, so they kind of launched the current famous punks as like the fix, but the original ones were eventually wrapped and became tradable. Um, so they're now known as V one punks. So they're legit, they're, and they are recognized by Yuga um which now owns like their IP and whatnot. So yeah, so like all that to say they're legit. Um and they trade around like four ETH and if punks go to a hundred, they'll probably go to like ten to fifteen, stuff like that. So like that's that's kind of how much they mimic or that's the rate at which they mimic. Uh so you could do that. Or you could go and get like blend loans, which take that as you will. I think there's still very, very low uh rates that you need to pay in order to to work on a blend loan, those things are still kind of ridiculous because they're incentivized. But such is the market, uh, so that's pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, there's there's different ways that you could take advantage of that. Don't just look at the price and say, "Oh, I can't, I can't trade punks." If you want to, there are ways to do so that aren't just buying a punk outright. So that's cool. A uh, couple other things, two on blur, like on the blur point. Blur's, uh, their their airdrop is on, I think, Tuesday uh, for their, what's it called? Round two, basically. And cool, you know, excited for it. Um, we'll say a couple things on that. That they, they were one of the quickest shippers of product up until about May. I think May 1st was when they launched Blend, and then they did nothing since Blend. So you could assume that the reason why they did nothing since Blend which was again, I believe, May first, was because, well, they were they they were just doing stuff and it's finished and it's ready to go, but they're launching it on Tuesday because they wanted to launch it at the exact same time that they launched their the remainder of their token to try and depress the level of selling pressure. Because the reality is what what probably happened is a lot of insiders or or market makers who are about to unlock a lot of tokens likely have done what they can to seed the market and make it pump the price in anticipation of this drop. So we're from, I think, 17 cents to roughly 50 cents right right before a massive unlock. So that's a little telling. Um, but it's also fairly telling that there's probably good stuff coming. Like it's probably going to be a very good product launch that they have coming on Tuesday. I'd expect one, maybe two pretty serious launches of quote unquote product, probably in the NFT5 sphere. So things that, basically things that will make you lock up more ETH on their platform. So we'll see exactly what they do, but I expect it to be fairly solid. Um, and I've got some ETH sitting on Blur, just waiting to use it. Although, I would recommend, um, normally, people get overhyped about these things and don't know how, at all how to use them. And also, will uh, because they're incentivized, generally, the activity itself is not really very valuable. So like, for example, blend loans are not valuable at all. Like you get you get basically, as a lender, you're not making your money on the loans. You're making your money, if any, off of the token airdrop. So I would be hesitant about participating in whatever mechanisms they put out, but I'm fascinated by it. And outside of that, um, yeah, so just like we'll say, if you're curious about Blur, I probably would not be buying the token right now. I feel like much of that is already... Like much of that upside has already been gained, we're gonna have a massive probably sell-off in the couple coming few days or weeks. Um, at least yeah, that's why I anticipate. And I will know. I didn't know this. Apparently, the team apparently the team's been sending like forty-eight million blur to Coinbase or something like that every month, and that's for distributions among investors and team members and stuff like that. That's like eighteen to twenty million dollars a month that they've been sending. I didn't know this, but that's kind of hilarious. Um, and yeah, the last thing, um, the, oh my God, well, uh, crap. What was I going to say? Oh yeah. You were talking about like being super bullish. I'm a little tepid, like I'm generally bullish. I think the bottoms are, are in and I think that's great, but I I'm tepid on, you know, possibly a pullback overall, but regardless of what you think, right? Like if you think the market's going to be bearish, your market's going to be bullish. Um, and this, this also relates to the punks generally, and this is a general rule because like, you, you can you can yell at me on specifics here and I will concede them. But generally, as the price of a chain goes up, so too do the best assets on that chain. So for example, or like, especially more representative. So when you think of ETH and you think of like, what is an NFT on ETH? Your mind first goes to punks and then probably goes to apes and stuff like that. Regardless of what you think of the quality, like I don't really like apes at all. But the reality is they're one of the bigger ones on ETH. Um, and Punks, I do like, I think they're kind of cool. And uh, they, uh, because they're the first thing that you think of when you think of that chain, as ETH goes up, so too does the price of those assets. On Sol, right? On Sol, what's the first NFT you think of when you think of the Solana NFT? Probably the Mad Lads, maybe the Klanosaurs, maybe a few others, but probably the Mad Lads. It's unsurprising that as Soul has, what, tripled, Mad Lads have doubled, if not more. Like that's that's a massive massive um, increase in dollar value, and then if you look at other chains like Bitcoin, eventually is likely going to have the exact same deal, probably with things like OMB or Taproot Wizards. Whenever that does launch, Um, things that you think like what is the NFT when you associate with that chain? That like that's likely going to be the one that increases in the base asset value as the base asset also increases. So it's it's things like this that would probably. Um, do you well to to prep for and just things that i'm watching closely i'm watching other other things closely too like flooring protocol and whatnot but for you know the just the things and to keep things tight stuff some of the stuff that's on my mind
0: appreciate that man yeah you know so i i think that's one thing to take into consideration there are you know it it all depends on your approach for something right like you brought up the punks and the v1 punks as a potential opportunity for some type of exposure you know there's some people that will say something similar to you know like same type of thing when you're talking about ecosystems and you're talking about like little pudgies to pudgies etc but You know, again, I I think the main point that I had earlier was primarily, you know, just looking at the ecosystem as a whole and about how punks being bullish is bullish for the entire ecosystem, right, where there is a trickle down effect of confidence, where you see major volume at the top, you know, it ends up trickling down like it's that simple. So, you know, as long as you are involved in something that, you know, for whatever reason, you've got conviction in it for. Right. Like there, I think, is a chance if you were right for whatever your thesis is, um, there's going to be more volume that ends up flowing back into the space as a whole. So, you know, it's not going to be something I I don't want to, like, put this and say, hey, man, it boom, it happened overnight. (laughs) Like this is something that happens. It takes a little bit of time. But by the time it finally does happen, like. Things happen fast, right? So I, I'm not sure when exactly that major volume shift is coming, but I do think that we are heading in that direction. Uh, Ellis, what's up, man? Yo, what up? What up? Good afternoon, man. Uh, I was just uh, – I think, I think it's pretty bullish. One, people got their eyeballs burnt out. Okay, that's – I mean – we're we're past the moon at that point we're getting closer to the sun uh that's bullish how you're putting free other people are like putting free underneath like cell plots i just think that that mindset is super super bullish even though some people hate it but i don't know i just think this space is crazy and if you're not if it's not crazy enough then it's not gonna like go up in my opinion Agreed. Yeah, no, that's fair, man. (laughs) It's it's a fair comment. Like, I, I, I... I don't know. I think the big thing right now, though, is that it's easy in the NFT space to sit there when you see a lot of these different meme coins and stuff that have been taking off. I really think the rotation back into NFTs is closer than what you may see on the timeline still, right? Like, and again, it's one of those things where by the time you may notice it, right? Like a lot of these collections, I think are slowly going to grind higher for, you know, a little bit before you really see just these vertical legs and a slow grind higher. You might end up at like a two X from whatever the price of the collection that you're looking at right now is um, before you like, dude, yeah, uh, I'm I'm irritated. Like on the the avalanche side, I wanted to snag a bunch of dokios, and like, of course, like over the course of the past 24 hours, they've doubled. Like <laughs> pisses me off, but it is what it is, right? Like stuff like that can happen. You never know when or what that catalyst could be. Um, but again, I really, I don't know. Just my belief. I think it's coming. So. We'll see like it's it's exciting one way or the other man, you know, and I <clears throat> I think that at the end of the day, you know, it, it's just about maintaining that presence to be able to, you know. It's about maintaining the presence to be able to stay relevant when that time does come. Um, so, yeah, you know, like I I'm hyped. It's it's closer than you think. And by the time you get what what it does get here, man, rather than like, I mean, heck, even having 100 people in this space right now, pretty wild. Right. You know, when we look back just a couple months ago, there were 30 something people that would be attending these spaces. So that number is already doubled, tripled. And I think that you're going to continue to see that progression right like when these type when like when the nft marketplace is really taking off i mean heck this space will have a few hundred people in it just casually in here and it just is it's something that you know you see some of these signs you see the interest coming back it's you know like i i don't think that it requires as much patience at the patience at this point as some people may think you know we're we're coming closer to that finish line finally being able to have some fun again so enjoy the peace is my my biggest recommendation right now right like there's some peace right now enjoy it while it lasts because whatever things do take off man it it's fun but it's also very hectic Yo, did you see Rooster won uh, that karate combat? He was in, like, the top ten. No way. I didn't see that. I think he won, like, 2500 bucks from that. Good for him, man. Rooster. Yeah. Rooster's had a dub this year just across the board. Yep. I feel like he's, he's just been lucky at winning a bunch of these type of things. So, Kevin, what's That's up, man? Of- I can't hear you, sir, um, but I uh, I do want to bring up one other thing. So, uh, you know, like, I'm looking at a bunch of the different things that have been happening. You know, Eddie, outside of the, the Blur airdrop, what other, like, what other NFT-specific, you know, Blur and Man brought up those two, but aren't there a couple others on the Solana side that I'm forgetting?
3: i mean on solana i know that the main one that a lot of people are farming is they're trying to farm jupiter um that's more of a it's more of just like a general swap of sorts i believe um so like swapping between ship coins or swapping between solana alt stuff like that so a lot of people are are hard farming jupiter I, i i really i really get concerned when i see a lot of people farming something because it just means like it's not alpha, you know, it's just like everyone's doing it. It's a minimum bar. Yeah, you'll make money. But the question then becomes like, are you just going to lose more money in the process off of like bad trades or whatever? You kind of, my opinion, you, you want to go for one sided bets where the likelihood that you're going to make money is, is very strongly out, you know, heavier than that. Um, I think a lot of people are also speculating it. It might not even be speculation. It might just be outright. I think on on the Mad Lads, if you're not a U.S. citizen, You'll be able to get access to airdrops of some sort. I think whether that's for their own products or via other ones, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not like super into that eco, but there is, I believe, pretty strong speculation around Mad Lad's airdrops, which is part of the uh, part of the narrative between behind their price rocketing. So there's that, um, and I, I would say like also just frankly, uh, VPNs go a long way. And I'm not I'm not entirely convinced that like you really have anything to lose if you're a a U.S. citizen, but you know, we'll see. Uh, I I think I've, I'm not entirely sure one way or the other as to how that plays out legally. Um, But anyway, so that's some of the stuff that's going on there. I I know Jupiter, I know mad lads have stuff going on, I think pith, but I don't really know what's going on with pith. Like P Y T H uh, has something that a lot of people have been, have been tracking. I personally have not been playing around with much of that. I've just been playing around flooring protocol, which, which is more of a, um, liquidity mining thing so that's like for example it's all eth right um i'll make a liquidity pool and i'm hoping you know you have to understand what a liquidity pool is not saying it you're stupid if you don't but um you need to and if you're gonna engage in it you have to study it but so you'd have to understand what a liquidity pool is and you can make them for a bunch of different collections so for example i like the sappy seals um i'll make a liquidity pool of sappy seals where it basically fractionalizes them, makes them into a token that's much more liquidity available, I guess, or it's, it's it's a million mu tokens for each seal. So I just pair that against ETH, and there you go. You have like a Uniswap pool. And for doing so, you're rewarded with not only the real fees of providing liquidity pool, but also uh, the protocol, flooring protocol, is distributing their toka- token via liquidity mining. So for doing So for providing liquidity, via their platform, you are rewarded with FL- FLC. And they're also doing um, concurrent concurrent incentivization programs to try and make people buy FLC, which the idea is make people buy FLC so FLC remains retains value while still being concurrently sold off pretty heavily um, by farmers such as myself. And I would say like it is a fascinating mechanism. Um, and if you know what you're doing, you can make a lot of money. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to pay a lot of money in gas fees on my best days I'll make like, and and I, again, full disclosure, I have actually um, multiple, multiple five figures. um, Like I have a lot of money in this uh, multiple five figures locked up in the, not locked up. It's freely accessible, but in this protocol, and I'm earning anywhere between like 200 to $500 a day in terms of FLC. And then depending on, gas fees at the time or what I'm thinking, whatever. Um, I'll just go to Uniswap, swap it into ETH, and that's how I'm making, like, that's how I'm earning off of it. Um, but I'm also like very interested to see what they do because, so again, they're going to make a shorting protocol, and I really think shorting is going to be very helpful to the NFT health, like market health. Um, I genuinely think it would be like very, very helpful considering there's so much long pressure and not that much short pressure. So any protocol that is instituting shorting and does it right i think will actually be a profitable protocol so i'm interested in flc as a token but then again i'm also very very interested to see what blur launches in the coming week because that might i mean if they're launching their own shorting protocol that might that might fuck with flc so it's stuff like that that i'm keeping in mind um but yeah, there's there's like a bunch of farming ops and I will also say there's other ones too like I'm going to one of the ones that I needed to do or there's two that I need to. I need to take a look at Venom. I've been saying that for months um and I just haven't gotten around to doing it. Venom was a a new L1 I believe which there's going to be another Solana, there's going to be like another protocol that goes from zero to you know three billion it's going to happen it's just a question of which one not when so just keeping your eyes and ears open to them Uh, venom is one that i'm fascinated by in part because i think they got like a billion dollars of funding from the saudis so that one's probably going to have some pretty serious narratives that go around it Um, but also you know Things like uh, not even huge protocols, but things like what is it called? Arkham, Arkham Intelligence. I think has another airdrop that's coming. They already had one, and I think that was worth a couple thousand dollars. And I believe that they're going to have another. And I'm fascinated by their business model. Uh, so yeah, just uh, just keep your ears and eyes open. And I, I just like it's it's one of those things where when it comes to farming these things, if everyone's talking about it, it's likely not the best move. Um, <laughs> but uh, you, you do want a couple people talking about it and kind of like in proportion to how much funding slash how big it is. Um, if like, you know, if, if, now I'm going to talk in like weird hypotheticals, but on Venom, um, uh, on Venom, if you see like three or four posts a day, that's probably fine, right? If you saw like 50 posts a day, you probably like all right, this is being over farmed. Um, on, on, on something like Arkham, if you see a post every other day or every two, three days, that's probably like com- for the size of it, Probably a good size for it to be farmed and still be a valuable airdrop. So, stuff like that. That's kind of, kind of how we think about things. And some of the stuff I've been looking at.
0: Appreciate that, man. It's a lot of alpha. Um, and yeah, you know, one other one that I uh, pinned up there that I know I've been um, looking forward to is the hyperspace Avax one. Which you know, you've seen a decent amount of movement across some of the Avax NFTs recently. Um, where, yeah, you know, like they've got, they've got some type of, I'm not sure what the value of the AVAX that they got from AVA Labs were, but they got some type of grant. And basically what that grant does is over the next few months, they're going to have several seasons and the points are going to be paid out, you know, every two to four weeks is what I was told. And basically those points translate back to, you know, physical AVAX and the conversion rate, I think will just, I think they have a set amount of AVAX for each season. So, you know, earlier seasons, you'll probably end up getting higher amounts than you do later seasons, Um, you know, just because there's going to be more competition as more people end up coming in so i think that's something that'll be interesting to keep track of you know we'll know a lot more about that one in another week as well but point being there are a lot of opportunities out there like this that are bringing attention back
3: to the nft marketplace
0: um and
3: i got a a crazy one for you um this is what i'm i'm still up in the air on if i can take advantage of this i really want to but i'm very busy today and very busy, busy, busy this weekend like when i've been on mute i've literally been reading a case. Um, so if you're in the New York city area tonight, there is an event in Brooklyn. Um, it's, it's, it's an artist thing. It's like Birkenbags is one of the artists. And the other is Chainsy. Um, Chainsy has made a collection called the, um, the, the bears. Oh my God. Why am I blanking? Anyway, they have a collection of like bears on Solana. If you talk in the Solana spaces or look at any of the, ian Solanian, salonians that's a fun word um, or Solana soy boys a couple of them will be wearing these like bear marketers that's what they're called and that has a floor of like 200 something soul um, it's progressively grown over time it's consistently been like one of the more art focused collectives but they, they're cultural so people like them um, and they have they have like the bear marketers are their lead collection I think at like 200 something soul but they do have a secondary collection and those are called the sketchies. So it's like the same bears um, with the same artists, but just their, their creation style is done very differently. Um, And their floor is like 60 soul ish, something like that. And if you go to New York um, again, there's an event and you could just have to look them up. It's like chain chain at C H A I N S Z Y or something like that. They're called bear marketers again. Um, if you go and you meet the artist today and you find, um, you find him and you ask, I think you can get like, there's a hundred cards he's giving out tonight and each one will get you a sketchy and that's like 60 soul. So, um, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not the most liquid of, of, of markets and probably have to wait. And also maybe you like it, maybe you actually don't want to sell it, but it is probably like. A 30 to 40 soul minimum thing that you're going to be getting for free for attending an nft event it'd be cool i think like i like the art i like the artists i think they're fun um and a lot of the people there are pretty cool so you have a good time and walk away with something that's probably worth a bunch of soul whenever it comes
0: Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate that. Dude, that's the thing right now. I'm telling you, bear markets are about just staying active, looking for some of those on-chain activities. And, you know, hey, bear market may be a little bit extreme right now, but I'm still going to honestly call it the bear market until we're, I think we see some type of new highs. Um, and, you know, like I I do think that's coming eventually, right? So, um it's just about staying active, looking for those opportunities, kind of enjoying the ride as we get there. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's been fun finally having a little bit of fun, but I I think there's a lot more to look forward to. Um, so with that said, uh, I do unfortunately have to wrap up, but I appreciate you guys coming in, um, hanging out today. Everybody that came up on stage, Wonky stunks are inevitable. We'll be back here around the same time, same place. Um, looking forward to it. Appreciate you guys.